0: The Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats of this bread will live forever. And the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. The Judeans then disputed among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? So Jesus said to them, Very truly I tell you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Those who eat my flesh and drink my blood have eternal life, and I will raise them up on the last day. For my flesh is true food, and my blood is true drink. Those who eat my flesh and drink my blood abide in me, Now, I know we're just now getting to know each other, but I'd like to start off with a confession. I have a small problem. I love to collect books. This might not seem like such a bad thing, and maybe it's not, but let's hear the facts. Before I moved, I pared my portable library down to four boxes of books that were absolutely necessary. The past two weeks, I have been in Chicago, where there is no shortage of little free libraries. I have acquired no less than 40 books that I ostensibly need. In my mind, I imagine this habit reaching its culmination in a floor-to-ceiling library, much like the one in the movie Beauty and the Beast, with me effortlessly gliding across the bookcases on a rolling ladder. But in reality, unchecked, it probably ends more like an episode of Hoarders with me tunneling through a labyrinth of books stacked on the floor. I can't help but wonder what it is that makes me feel like I can't do without all these books. I could say that books are engaging, descriptive, and transformative. They carry us into other worlds and help us to make more sense of this one. Ultimately, though, I think it boils down to seeking safety in book knowledge. Each set of pages contains a small piece of the truth that is important to navigating this life. If I run into a situation that I don't know how to handle, there's a book for that on my shelf. Solved. If we could know everything, then what would we have to fear? In our text today, Solomon experiences his own lack of appropriate knowledge. I am only a child. I do not know how to come out or go in, he laments. Faced with taking the throne in Israel, he seeks that key element he needs to live into his vocation. Now, God doesn't let Solomon fret for too long. God comes to him in a dream and lays it out pretty clearly. Ask what I should give you. In other words, quit messing around and just ask for what you need. If it were only that simple to just ask for what we need. In my former life as a financial planner, we had strategies for the art of the ask. When making a pitch, there were certain factors that should be present. Demonstration that the offer is mutually beneficial for all parties involved. The request should be honest and heartfelt. The requester should have a personal investment in the product. Most importantly, though, the request should be specific. Specificity requires preparation and time. Solomon knows what he intends to ask of God. This is a well-thought-out and highly desired goal. An understanding mind is his appeal, the capacity to discern good from evil, the gift of wisdom to rule God's people. Solomon's request is one that has clearly been in the making for years, a lifelong yearning his ability to be specific and ask for what he needs enables him to receive God's wisdom. Yet even in this courageous bid, Solomon approaches God with humility. Who can govern this? Your great people. This question reveals Solomon's humble and receptive heart. In our psalm, we read, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. We can presume Solomon's request for wisdom would not have been granted without a generous dose of humility. Ralph Waldo Emerson implores Let a man not try by an effort to be humble, as he would try to conquer a temptation, to work with diligence or reason, but let him fix his thoughts steadily on God. Humility is not something to be achieved. It is a perpetual state of acknowledging our limitations in the face of ultimate reality. In my experience, life finds ways to keep us humble by consistently exposing our humanness. The realities of life, the death of a loved one, the birth of a child, the loss of a job, the beginning or end of an important relationship. All the pleasures and pains of life pull us into a state of re-evaluating what we think we know and how we exist in the world. Radical humility precedes any beneficial approach toward wisdom. Now assuming that we even have the courage to ask for what we need and the fortitude to practice humility in the face of our insecurity, we then come to an even more difficult task, receiving. Seeking and receiving are two very different things. Seeking is active and keeps us moving as we collect book knowledge to interpret our world. But to truly receive wisdom, as Solomon did, requires vulnerability and trust stillness and an open heart now i will make one more admission today i'm not very practiced in receiving i'm much more comfortable providing taking care of acting retaining control This is something that you, the people of Holy Trinity, have already begun to help me with. Before I even arrived in Chicago, I felt the effects of your welcoming spirit from the fundraising efforts, dinner invitations, Facebook friend requests, and numerous offers of generosity and care. I know that this is how church is supposed to work, But I haven't allowed it to be that for me in a long time. If I don't learn anything else this year, I know that God has placed me in a community that will teach me the grace of receiving. In my training as a chaplain, we often heard the phrase, living human document. This phrase values humans as bearers of wisdom, created in the image of God, each one carrying a piece of the truth. Books are great teachers, but how much more can we learn from sharing our lives in community, revealing ourselves as wisdom, and receiving the wisdom embodied in others? Following the feeding of the 5,000, Jesus' disciples chase him around Galilee, seeking more bread from heaven. But unlike the manna given in the wilderness, the food Jesus provides is embodied wisdom. My flesh is true food, and my blood is true drink. This food is freely given and we have only to eat and to drink. As we turn to the table that has been prepared for us, let us be open to receive the richness God has provided. With humility, let us ask of God and receive the wisdom which exceeds all book knowledge. Receive the true bread from heaven that satisfies our deepest longings, receive the food given to those who fear the Lord, and be filled. Amen.